Knock, knock. Mr. Criminal? Hey, my name is Spider-Man. You can call me Webhead, you can call me Amazing. Just don't call me late for dinner. You get it? Welcome to the junk drawer. Oh, you just moved your finger. You must feel pretty good about that. And they're like devising a plan. <laughs> his whole body's limp. Yeah. And they like gotta pick his head up. By the great Dr. Seuss. Not a real doctor. Not an actual doctor. Pediatrician. Right. No. Not also not. I mean, he's a practicing medical physician. <laughs> no. Oh. He first of all thinks that the hot blonde chick in the scene was. <laughs> Give her a ten yeah. for looks. Yeah. They're doing um, a threesome. Nope, that's not right. No, him and his wife, I think are. They're calling it John Quick. He's gonna finish first. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, it's finally time to open the junk drawer. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all shapes, sizes, colors, orientations, genders, sexualities. Even creatures. Even creatures. We are all inclusive here on this podcast. Like I can picture a phone that's playing on speakerphone and, and there's an animal in the room that's also listening. We love animal stuff. We are furries. Okay, that got away from us. I am <laughs> your host for today's yeah, episode. Yes, so let's of the, be clear who just said that. It was Mario, the I am host. your host of today's episode of The Junk Drawer, Mario Rico. I am joined here by my usual co-host and cohort. My name's Cole Brown. Cole Brown. And today we are joined by our new co-host. Bryce Howell. It's good to see you guys again. No. It's good yeah. to have you back, Bryce. That's your voice is a little different. I have a cold. I have yeah. coronavirus. That's yeah. not funny. How dare you, your first of all. Your beard is thinner now. I trimmed it. Nice. What is your real name? Uh, I know this. Stephen Shit. Bryce We are joined yeah. by... I hit my head. Longtime guest, my brother. Well, not a longtime guest. Two-time guest. Twice. Dave Rico. Dave Rico. And I have the honor of being the next uh, Ashton Kutcher for Charlie Sheen. That's true. Oh, that's beautiful. So am I the half man? You are the half man. So yes, Bryce has uh, moved on. We did all we could to get him to stay here, but those bastards at corporate, they took him away. Yeah. So he moved on to- uh, $20 billion a week. The Sunshine State. Yeah. Going to Texas. Even farther than that. It did. So you know we- what they say. Once you've tried Texas, you don't go anywhere else. That's true. So we are joined together today. <laughs> Not joined together. We are coming together to review uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2014 film directed by Mark Webb, starring Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Stone Cold Hottie. Yes. Um, she is Andrew not... Garfield, did you remember? Amen. Yes. Yeah. Um, this, is. Was, <laughs> this was my pick. Um, Obviously. For a plethora of reasons, I love Spider-Man. He is my all-time favorite IP character. Um, even to this day, my apartment is littered with Spider-Man memorabilia. Tastefully. Tastefully so. Like an adult. Right. In an adult, tasteful way. Yeah, and I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt for this pod. You can't see that. We can see it. Is that a Muppet Babies tattoo, Cole? It is not. I also love that you said you chose it for a plethora of reasons and just named four things about why you like Spider-Man, like, <laughs> personally. Well, well I have no. two figurines. There's, <laughs> I do have a keychain, okay. a Lego keychain. Yeah. A couple um, magnets on his fridge. But we're going to jump in like we always do. Um, this is a polarizing movie. Uh, a lot of people hated it. And I know I like it more than the average moviegoer. So let's just jump right in with our score. Dave, would you like to do the honors in telling us what you thought about The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah, so kind of keeping in that rhetoric of, uh, you know, 50% or high, is it 51% in Metacritic is a good movie? Uh, 50% is, is an average, average movie. I gave it a 50. I mean, it, I think okay. this movie is so 
average because in some parts I was like, this is a freaking 30. And then other times I was like, oh, this is not bad. I feel like this is a 75. I like this. Yeah. And then quickly went back to that 30. So I literally, I think the only place for to do it justice is 50%. And I'll get into those many reasons <laughs> as we go through. I cannot wait. Okay. Cole, what about you? Um, I'm probably in the category of people who didn't love this movie. Okay. Amen. Um, and it's hard because I've I've liked a lot of the Spider-Mans. So, or Spider-Men. Spider- the, Spider-Man. 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 Like Phil Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, so between McGuire and Garfield and Holland, I like each of them for some of their movies. I haven't seen Far From Home yet, so don't spoil it for me. Too late. Uh, He's far it from doesn't, home. It's far. They're actually further from home <laughs> than the when the first one started. I hate you. Which is Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. And it was you. based in the homeland of America. Interesting. Keep going. That is a good little tiddly bit. <laughs> to save Keep that on for going. Go ahead and use it as you uh, wish. But yeah, this movie, I'm with Dave. This movie is average. I would say it's a little below average. <laughs> but critically, I can't put it below average because I just like movies too much. So I'm going to put it at a 56. Okay. And Dave said 50. Yeah. Um, so same wheelhouse. I like this movie more than the average movie goer. Mainly, Hot take, spo- spoiler alert. Yeah, mainly because it's Spider Man, or because it's Spider Man. Um, I'm gonna give it a 68, and here's why. Lower than I thought you would. Um, I, it's very flawed. However, the stuff that works for it really, really works for me. And what is that? You have two Oscar caliber actors, and Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. They've both been nominated. And they're they're tremendous. I mean, their chemistry is great. It's really what drives the movie. Now you're just competing with essentially what I believe is three films in one. And we'll get that we'll get into that in Fish and Fix, where there's too many storylines pulling at each other, so you can't really get a good plot. But some of the sequences that they do I really enjoy. And it's actually some of my favorite on screen Spider Man stuff is in this movie. Um, so I gave it a sixty eight. The Metacritic score, um, Bryce, would you like to tell us what Metacritic score is? Yeah, sure. Uh, Metacritic score is like when um, they do all the 50% is a completely average movie and the 0% would be a bad movie, 100% being perfect movie. Thanks, Bryce. We really appreciate it. We like taking sound bites from old You should just cut clips. We we just did. Yeah, like we just did. Exactly. Um, So the Metacritic, this is the (laughs) first time in the history of of the junk tour that we have a tie. Dave and Cole, the Metacritic score oh. is 53. So you were both three away. 50 nice. 56. I said 58. No, so you said 56. You said 56. Did I say 56? Do you yeah. want to change your score to 58? I thought I said 58. You did not. I said 56. You said 56. You did. Yeah. All right. You smug son of a bitch. There's that smudgeness. There it is. So, Mario, think of a number between 1 and 10. Okay. Dave and I are going to say our number right now. On the count of three, we yeah. both I say I will it. count. 1, 2, 3. Four. 7. It was 4. I, I knew win. you were say four. You used I to wear that in T ball. Because I'm the best. So Cole wins. It's not really fair. I'm the new guy. Um so after hearing the Metacritic score, Dave, are you sure with your score? Yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I, I had to give it a fifty because I didn't enjoy to me, fifty one or higher means for the majority of the movie you enjoyed. I didn't. Okay. It was so neutral. And we're gonna get into it like you said. There's so many we need to change the name of Efficient Fix for the next segment. Just fix. Oops, fixes. Um, little hot take here. Not hot take. Little, uh, I did some digging. Uh, Mike Sasir, good friend of the pod, was yeah, just, just, just here. Just had him help. He is a lookalike of Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Uh, similar. 
Yeah, <laughs> not as hot, but like he's like the poor man. Equally as hot. <laughs> poor man's Andrew Garfield. He's a poor so man's Andrew Garfield. He and I really enjoy Spider Man, and we both like this movie more so than the average moviegoer. He did say to remind Dave. When you guys left that movie, we were obsessed with it. Obsessed, I know. Same and with I, me. Literally, I was telling my wife as we we watched it together. I was like, I was crazy about this movie when we walked out, and I think it was just because, you know, Spider Man is not my favorite superhero, but he's up there. Um, growing up as a kid, he definitely was. So I just we were just so high on the on the web. Yeah. You Cole, know? are you sure with your score? I am sure with my score. Uh, this would be a natural transition for me to kind of do the. Are we sure in in and share why? Can I share why yet? Is it a fix? It's not a fix. Yeah, share why. Here, here's why I think it's an average movie. Okay. I think it's tough for a superhero movie to try to do a love story really well. And they do the love story in this movie really well. But that's a weird compliment to give to a superhero <laughs> movie because I want the superhero portions of the movie to be the most exciting part. Yeah. The most like driving force of the movie is the action sequences and the stakes at, you know, what's at stake with the bad guys and what he's fighting against Omaha stakes. But all I really <laughs> care about is him and Gwen Stacy. Like yeah. that relationship pays oh, off really God. well because they're such great actors. And I like that part of it. But that's a weird thing to like most about a superhero yeah. movie. You could tell that they were actually in a relationship yeah. for the majority of the filming. I think maybe it was all of it, but that was. Whenever you say her name, I bite my lip. Mm. She is a babe. You shouldn't do that. Well, <laughs> you think it's chap easily. Yeah. It, it's funny. Exactly. Um, you have no I, lip left. You know, my favorite type of movie is romantic pornography. comedy. Pornography. I mean, <laughs> it's romantic, romantic comedy. comedy. Um, romantic pornography. Yes. Yeah, so like um, It's funny. In this movie, <laughs> watching this movie, my favorite thing about the movie, like I said, is the relationship. I want less of the superhero stuff. I want Spider Man and then their relationship. I don't need a big villain. Like it would be a perfect comic book of a mini series of six issues where majority of it is spent with just their relationship bits with her so going good. off to, to Oxford and yeah. then very little Spider Man activity. Their their chemistry is palpable. It yeah. makes me horny. Gosh. <laughs> I hope that it doesn't. Ornery. Ornery That's, is what I meant yeah, to say. You're a little aggressive um, about it. So efficient fix. God um, no oxymoron. A f- efficient fixes. I'm going to jump in, you guys. I think, I, as I alluded to earlier, smaller plot. I think it's pretty obvious that there's too many too many bad guys going on. It suffered from the uh, Sony Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. Um, I think you use this movie to focus on the relationship with Peter and Gwen, and you have a simple villain. Um, either that's just Electro, which I think was a weird choice for a villain. I think it was just like in a writer's room. Let's do Electro. Sure, we'll do Electro. We haven't seen him yet. Or just do the Harry Osborn thing because it feels rushed. I don't buy that Harry and Peter are, oh, he's my closest bud. Really, Peter? You were friends with him when you were eight. Okay. Um, it does, I don't, I don't buy it. So get the rhino out of there, which I'll get in my tidbits. God. Came for, literally came from a 2011 interview with Paul Giamatti on Conan O'Brien saying he loves that character and would love to do it. So they literally reached out like, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And they shoehorned it. They shoehorned him in the movie. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's real bad. bad. It's real bad. So I would accent, accentuate the parts that really work, which are the relationship, having Spider-Man in New York City, and this making it a very small story to get the character moved along and set up the Sinister Six. There's my fixes. Cole, what about you? 
Yeah, I hear that. I think it's hard to say that they they keep the movie small because the previous one ends with like pretty big stakes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true. So it's hard to like go small now. Um, but I agree with you. Like, it, I just I don't need a whole you know suite of villains to fight against Spider Man, um, just because I think it's hard to do each of them enough justice. Um, and I think my efficient fix is this. I say that they should choose either realism or comic book and, and, and go that route. Yeah. Great, great point. Yeah. Um, and I kind of said this a little bit about the book of Eli in terms of the cinematography, but in this movie, there's just a weirdness into me where, so green goblin, um, or is it hobgoblin technically? Technically, no, it, you're right. Yeah. He, oh no, no, no. Dave is our resident comic book guy. It's he's truly green goblin. So Ned, he's green. Ned Leeds is the hobgoblin, right? And there's many versions of the hobgoblin. Um, okay. Roderick Kinsley is the first, but this okay. is, I mean, in the comics, Harry becomes Green Goblin. Okay, okay. Right, so he's Green Goblin. And so his, like, metamorphosis in the movie visually Terrifying. is scary. Yeah. yeah. And very comic booky. Like, he gets weird teeth, his, like, hair. He looks like the boogeyman from uh, Don't Look Under the Bed. Yeah. The Disney yeah. Channel Origin movie. <laughs> Y'all got to look Ooh, that up, I That guess. scared the hell out of me as a Was kid. that the uh, one with the sexy witches? Oh, that was Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, so yeah, so he looks super like scary, super like comic booky. I think even the way that they let Electro kind of become Mr. Manhattan where he just like can, <laughs> first thing I thought about can just like morph in and out of so state that, of electricity. That's probably one of his powers. Yes. In the new, in like the reversion they did of the most recent run of Electro where they redid the character in the early 2000s. That's the version of Electro that they took and he can do that, that the Dr. Manhattan stuff, which is a cool, you had to upgrade it because the original, if you've seen the suit, He's like the star, his face of the mask, the original oh, yeah. one's a star. It's horrible. And he just zaps people and he was like, take this. <laughs> so yeah, so both of them have a lot of comic book vibes. But then you throw in Rhino and the Rhino's oh. just in a mech suit. And I know like, I think comic book wise, he's literally wearing like a, a suit. It's not, he's not a person that is a rhinoceros. <laughs> it's like a onesie. It's like hey, a rhinoceros. It's a, <laughs> a uh, whatever they're called, a singlet, like yeah. a wrestling yeah. kind of thing. So it's just weird because there's just lots of things where you look at like things like the Dark Knight where they take comic book and make it super real and right. like everything exists in like true physics. And then they had, I feel like they just had too much of each in this movie where moments of very comic booky things that felt comic booky, even like, gosh, especially, I know I'm talking for a while here, especially Electro says something as soon as he, something like I'm going to fry, I'm going to fry you or I'm going to take out all the lights. I'm going to turn the lights down low, zap. He had, yeah, something to that effect. He has one moment right in the very beginning when he's in Times Square where he like says this phrase that's like the most comic oh, book bad guy's phrase. I know exactly phrase. what you're saying. Oh, I can't think of the cool, but I remember thinking the exact. Well, you don't know exactly then. Uh, no, I remember thinking. Right, the right, yeah, right. But you said exactly. Yes. Well, you know what I mean. Um, it's real, so that's real my cheesy. Fix. Yeah. Make, make it one or the other. More comic booky or you're more right. real. It's and when I'm watching it. That's a perfect way to put it, Cole. It's like a balance of Dark oh, Knight's realism. I remember the quote. Okay, go ahead. Today's my birthday. 
and it's time to light the candles. Yeah. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> there he said yeah. it. it's time who to light was, the candles. I, who wrote this? Who wrote the script? But in reality, I, I had to take a step back because I had to remind myself <laughs> this is a comic book movie. They need to have comic book moments because yeah, but Spider-Man the dialogue was too... can't be based in realism, I guess. No, it can be. I think but it's what Cole said. You have to decide because yeah. the dialogue at times of Electro was as bad as Mr. Freeze in oh, that yeah. Batman. And they look yeah. similar. You need to chill out. <laughs> Put that cookie down. Is that now. the same movie? <laughs> no, and, and I think so. There wasn't an efficient fix for me, but I just numbered three of them. Number one, <laughs> you could tell in 2014 they're trying to keep up with Marvel and the cinematic universe. So yeah, true. their whole, you know, their only character at Sony is Spider Man. And so they were going to create this multi share universe with his villains and the Sinister Six and Venom, and they wanted to build it. Instantly, just like DC sped up, tried to speed theirs up to keep up with Disney, and they shouldn't have because the story severely suffered. And yeah. they they wanted to do a reset, and it was kind of like the ultimate version, a, a modern take on Peter Parker. But then that leads into my another fix I had. It's just, and it's the character, so, so I can't get mad. So the first one? They the just sped it up too fast? One movie at a time. Okay. They were trying to develop too many things, and that's why there's so many villains. My second thing is... Fix Electro. If you're going to do... I, I really think they could have just had Electro be the villain. Okay. Introduce you to Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin. And that way you it builds. Or you mean as Harry Osborn. As Harry Osborn. And yeah. because my... And we'll get to the next scene and I'll talk about it. But there's chemistry as like when they're arguing over saving the disease. Pretty solid. Yeah, it is. They're both and, really good actors. But you needed to fix Electro. He was... The character build up to me was just ridiculous it was bad spider-man i like spider-man you don't remember my name it's just horrible yeah and then the the last thing and it's a nitpick peter's so cool he's so cool yeah you want you want to be him he arrives late to his graduation after just every an insane amount of extra collateral damage and death like by choosing to knock on the window for the rhino thousands of people are getting why does he not just web the brake immediately Literally, Tracy's like, that taxi just got crushed. And the guy on the head, just like, they're dead. They're all dead for his knock-knock joke. I, I thought the same thing. How does he not just web the brake immediately? It's like uh, it's like The Rock and Samuel Jackson and the other guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like a, it was just a misdemeanor amount of weed. Was it worth it? <laughs> and, 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 and that's, and then, oh my gosh. But he shows up at the graduation. He shows up at the graduation. He flicks off the, the, no, the stage. He does and not. like smacks the principal on the tush, then just <laughs> tongues the hottest chick who's a genius. Yeah, those first two things don't happen. <laughs> Metaphorically, though, it did. He was like flicking off every yeah. fan of Peter Parker. Like, and he's wearing like uh, oh hipster like shorts. And then yeah, my like wife cool. says, he has a walk to him that's just like, it's like, I'm a badass, like, big cool guy walk. Yeah. Ironically, lookalike, Mike Sassir does that same walk. Easy. Don't talk about Mike that way. So, He's going to be listening to this. Yeah. He's the number one. No, and I'm, I think you, from Mike. my perspective, like I, I've heard that said plenty of times, Andrew Garfield was too cool as Spider-Man from people who really like Spider-Man. But my only, like, my only appreciation or knowledge of spider-man was the animated series that i grew up watching Ooh, that's great the show best ver- that might be the best version of spider-man Remember, dave and i have always talked about that and he's not like inherently dorky there. no he's, he's just not. he never really he never really runs into like the nerdy backlash side of things in yeah. that series because it just starts with him already out of high school he's in college at yeah. that point so i don't know i 
I get it, but I also don't yeah. like know that Spider-Man can't be cool. You know, it's funny, and it's I don't want to spend too much time here, but in watching it this time, you guys are going to hate me, or Dave's going to hate me for this. I didn't hate that because it was a different take on Spider-Man, at least, and it made me, I found him endearing, and I'm like, okay, I want to be this guy. It makes it easy for you to root for him that way. I'm but, all for new interpretations, so I don't like, dis- I mean, I don't I don't like it as much because okay. I feel like it's fundamentally changing who the character True. is. But they like having a blonde Bond. How dare they de- cast <laughs> Daniel Craig? But they wanted to redo the. They just did the trilogy. They just did a trilogy, and they wanted to revamp it and go in a completely different direction. So that's when people argue like Oscorp didn't create all these villains. Yeah, yeah I know that, but in this version, it's kind it of worked. like the it worked, and then that yeah. ultimate idea, like his dad. You know, had a bigger role in all of this. His yeah. parents were like super spies. Like, spe- kind of... Essentially, Peter was meant to be Spider-Man. Only he can be Spider-Man. Yeah, I was torn on that. But yeah. like an outsider, pretty. My wife loved it. She pretty, thought it was neat. Pretty intense start to a movie for a kid's Spider-Man movie, or like a yeah, it's plane crash with the parents. Yeah, yeah assassination. So now we transition into the best scene. Uh, what one scene or series of scenes as we've done in the past, mainly me. Uh, would you show to someone to convince them to watch this movie? Or maybe uh, you're working at Sony and you're pleading with them to get a third movie made. What are you showing someone who's never seen this? Cole, why don't we start with you? Okay. I'll, I'll give my best scene, but I'm going to bring back a category really quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just drop in my worst scene, if that's okay. Let's – ooh. Yeah, how about we do best scene and I'll bring around a worst scene category when we're done talking about it. So, okay, start with my worst scene or we do my best scene? Do no, your best. I want the worst. I'm, in, I'm like itching to hear what All right, it is. let's do worst scene. All right. So this is the worst scene in the movie. I, I would defend this to my grave. Can I – if I need to jump in when you're done, I'm going to. Okay. All right, go ahead. So why Philip Phillips? Oh, the, my God. Okay. The yes. Gone, Gone, Gone song. So there's this scene <laughs> where And he, I would do it for you. He essentially is at his worst moment. He's, he's devastated. He can't figure it out. And he's not sure what he's going to do. And he's it's quiet. He's like in pain. And then all of a sudden you start hearing Philip Phillips come up in the background and he goes to this montage of stringing together these clues that he's going to find and he's going to do it for you even long after you're gone. Uh, It is the most abrupt change. It is the most abrupt emotional change where it is jarringly weird to go from like, you're like feeling for him, hurting for him in this moment. And then all of a sudden Philip Phillips is trying to like bring you out of this weirdly Weirdly paced. So I'm glad you brought that up. Last week, we were finished recording Tommy Boy with our guest, Mike, and I referenced that I was going to be doing this movie. And Mike jokingly brought up the scene in the first Amazing Spider-Man when he's skateboarding to Coldplay, which I really like that scene because I love Coldplay. And so when I'm watching that scene and that song, and you made the joke, you're like, no, Philip Phillips. I'm like, what are you talking about? Or maybe it was Brooks who made the joke. Hey, yeah, Brooks. And it came on. I'm like, yeah, it was Brooks. what the hell? They could have used another Coldplay song. It was a kind of a dramatic scene. It didn't make. Oh my gosh! But it's like it's a popular song at the time. I know, but he that song is that he that's the Spider Man of of that movie. It makes sense that that song's on his yeah Sony phone. Sony Ericsson. Where they're like product placement, Verizon product placement. You know, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's a bad scene. Was that your worst scene? I don't even remember. There's so many that I want to like. It just bothers me. That scene was bad. Um, I didn't like that. His not hot Aunt May made him a okay. sandwich for breakfast. And she said, just take your breakfast and go. I was <laughs> like, was there's not me. even eggs on that sandwich. It was I, just like a turkey sandwich. In that scene, though, there's a lot of cool 
there's a lot of cool jargon that I really do like. Again, you're going to say, oh, he's too cool, but when she goes, last time you did laundry, it was all red and blue. I was washing the flag, the American flag. Yeah, like, yeah. He's got he's got some cool little quips there. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't hate no, that. No, there's lots of those moments that I do like a lot. Yeah. Like when he's under the covers, and that's basically it's a couple scenes before that, and she's like, why are you filthy? He's like, I, I, uh, I'm dirty? What? I thought like, about Literally, he's like, I was cleaning the chimney. We don't have a chimney. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> so naked. Greatest hair. Great hair. In college, I always wanted that haircut. And looking, like, oh, yeah, we got you. And I walked around thinking I had that haircut. Looking back on photos, didn't have anything close to it. So, no. Um, <laughs> let's go back, back to, to the, let's real, get back wait, to let's scene. Let's, going, let's go back to... I, uh, I thought about my, my worst scene. And it's right, just a, it's it an quick aspect here. that's been in multiple scenes. How many people are watching just chaos? They're just, like, watching the fights and the debris. Not fleeing? And not fleeing. They're just like in Times Square watching it. Like yeah. it's a freaking movie at the end with the rhinoceros. And they're just like cheering, watching. Yeah, like, that was weird. They're firing machine guns everywhere. And they're just like Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. And, oh God, I know I'm so angry. This banana, banana, his ringtone. That was an Easter egg. That I don't bother. like that Easter egg. No, that doesn't bother me. I, just... I, I don't have a worse scene because there are some pretty bad ones. But one thing I didn't enjoy was the electro song. They hate you. They want to kill you. Like the little lyrics in the background. And then also the over comic booky. every time something comes on the screen, that woman's voice explaining it. These are green goblins things. They are used for this. Like to show, like, here you go, viewer. Here's what you're looking at. Um, All right, anyway, so, so things we like. Yes, things we like. Best scene. I'm going to jump in here because this needs a little more positivity. Um, I felt like Bryson watching this movie because I have given him so much crap for choosing really shitty movies that aren't good and defending them to their deaths. I am one of those guys with this movie. So my scene goes to, for starters, I will defend this to my death, Cole. The best interpretation of Spider-Man swinging New York City is in this movie. So much so that the newest PS4 video game used the footage from the movie in determining how he should swing across the city. That opening scene when he's like diving down. Yeah, pretty cool. It's great. They do a lot of practical effects with the actor, mainly Garfield, who wanted to do his own stunts, in the suit so it looks like he's in the suit. So I like that. The scene, though, that I would show is it's starting when... Gwen Stacy gets kidnapped by the goblin and they fight in the top of the clock tower. I thought that was so cool the way it was shot. It looks really well. The CG is done well. And then when she falls to her death, which is a gruesome death. Yeah, there's some dark scenes. In yeah, the it's really dramatic. That being probably the peak one. But I love yeah. the emotional pull. Oh, that scene gets me every single time. And he's holding her and he's like crying and the blood starts coming out of her nose. And then he goes to the funeral and they show him like the four seasons pass by and he's at the grave, the tombstone. I love it. It's that all, have, yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah. Now, what kills it is they, the way the movie ends is all, the worst ending to a superhero movie I think I've ever seen with the rhino. I think it should have ended with just him like it started. Listening to the audio? No, swinging through, yeah, swinging through New York with the audio. And, and he's people, picking the mantle back up. Exactly. People yeah. looking up in amazement that he's back. That's it. Yeah. That's all you needed. You didn't need this fucking Jorge kid. Coming out no, here. Oh, no, easy on Jorge. <laughs> that was his name. I know, but that was just so much. You didn't need anger that kid. Him. He was the bravest kid ever. He yeah. stood up to him. Gosh. He's probably from Cleveland. He died, coincidentally, in the Holly, next frame. Like a Halloween yeah. town kid. Yeah. Rhino, straight bullet. <laughs> straight bullet. They were watching. No, he impaled him. Horrible, horrible um, mom decision. Anyway, so that's my best scenes. Yeah, I can. I feel like it is now is a good time, Andy, to add the fact that Mark Webb also like directed 500 Days of Summer. 
which is one of my so favorite movies So it makes sense that you like the love yeah. portions of this I movie. I mean, he's good at doing that stuff. Yes, he is. Yeah. Odd that they gave him this, the keys of the king, the Spider-Man kingdom. I don't know. So my first or my favorite scene um, is, again, I am not as familiar with Spider-Man. I'm probably way more familiar than the average person, but I've like played the most recent PS4 video game. It's really good. It's amazing. Um, and I watched like Into the Spider-Verse and really liked it. And one of the things I've been picking up more on and like my more mature knowledge of Spider-Man is he has this very like Boy Scout, Goku kind of vibe of like, Hey, I'm Goku. He always wants to get back up and like, no matter what, even if it's him sacrificing his last bit of strength, energy, whatever. Uh, And so there's little moments in that, in this movie where you see him like really just kind of like being determined to do whatever it takes. And so the scene I would choose is the final scene where he kind of defeats Electro right before Mario's scene. Uh, so it's a little weird at one point because they do this weird like synth music sequence where he's yeah. like bouncing across the power poles that I don't love, but it has this great moment where he like reconnects the power conduits with his web and he tells Gwen Stacy to throw the power on no matter what. And so in this moment, he's in direct current with it. So like gets completely doused by this thing. And then he has this tiny little moment where he's like straining to get up and he just says this, you just hear this internal monologue where he's saying it out loud. He goes, it's okay. It's just your organs internal bones. bleeding bones everything but get back up yeah yeah like so that scene right there is probably my favorite scene because it shows him as the spider-man that i love that is i do like in that sequence of the fight scene i love that they do slow-mo in this movie with spider-man to show how he sees the things around him with the spider sense you don't like that i liked it okay, okay. yeah i liked it okay at yeah. times it felt i mean i think the spider sense is is depicted that he kind of can move he, he's almost getting like premonition of what's to come yeah but I, I don't know. At times it seemed a little too extreme, maybe. Like How about the scene in Times Square? Exactly. See, where I he, loved that. When he can see, it's like almost like Sherlock Holmes from Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Where he like sees exactly the fight what like I thought about. 10 minutes in the future. Then he springs an action. He brings everybody off the... Elbow. Yeah. So, I like that. When he's flying backwards and he shoots the web. Well, that's what I... So I wrote down two things. Spider-Man that, swinging is okay. my best scene. It's just, I, I like that. And I think missing it in the new Disney versions kind of makes me like it even more. And um, I wrote down the scenes, fighting fight scenes with Electro. And I didn't pick the Dane DeHaan goblin fight scene because I just didn't want that to happen in this movie. Okay. So I just, and I know their plan was to, and I can't wait to share tiddly bits. I know what their <laughs> plan was for three and possibly four. Ooh. So. I don't even know this. Uh, well, not four as much as three. So I knew they wanted to kill Gwen Stacy. And you, I knew, see, knowing what happens to her in the comics, when they're on the bridge and he's saying, I'm, I love you, I'm going to go to. They got crime They got crime in England, right? Jack the Ripper. That's a funny line, he says. But she dies on that bridge in the comics. Or yeah. a bridge. Yeah. With Goblin coming. So I was like, are they going to kill her before he fights Electro? I thought that was going to. Be oh, how it okay, happened. Okay. So I like that it didn't because it left me to think. She accidentally slips. He doesn't realize it. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Oh, you're dead. It left me to think that, oh, oh they might save her death for the next movie. Um, and yeah. they just didn't. They so. do not. No, they kill her ass. Easter egg, too, is a Spider-Man fan. Uh, she's wearing the same outfit as she does in the cover of, this, of the, the comic book where she dies in. Yep. So as a fan, you saw the trailer like, oh, she's going to die in this movie. So it wasn't as. And they showed you every scene in every trailer. Oh, my God. The most marketing. marketed movie I've ever seen. This mm. and Green Lantern. Both were not well received. No. So that, yeah, it's kind of hard to put a best scene. There's some good, there's really good scenes. Yeah. 
Um, Dehane, Dane DeHaan's chemistry with uh, Garfield Garfield is really good. And yes. I wish that would have just built, built up, and then they would have introduced him becoming the goblin because he instantly knew that the suit just like he knew everything yeah. about it. How and about he, his dad taking years for the thing to affect him, and then like a year later, Dane DeHaan's like dying from it already? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. They just, it's they, almost they like had, it was a movie. They mm. were forcing it. I mean, you could tell, and it should have been a slow burn. Um, all right, guys. Next category. Uh, two villains, too many? Very witty. When I read that, I was like, ha. Huh. Thank you. I wrote it myself. Um, which sole villain would you have preferred this movie to focus on out of the ones that were actually in it? I'll start. All right, Dave. I wanted Electro. I think he's a cool take on the character. Do you like Jamie Foxx as Electro? I had no problem with Jamie Foxx being cast as Electro. I had a problem with how they asked him to portray that character. And so... I feel like he had a lot of input. I'm sure he did, but I think they just made it... They wrote it very similar to Mr. Freeze and like the the quips. And having just seen Joker and you had this character who was like, thrown out by and beat up by society and you can see what it did to him i think that same idea is what they were going for but with that idea with bright what you were saying cole not bryce about the <laughs> touch my heart uh, touch my soul the comic bookiness just overpowered it and so i want them to introduce the green goblin with dane DeHaan, not really touch it and just rhino does not happen in this movie he's <laughs> yeah. freaking gone ever and, the, and then it's just electro and then I really like the ending that you were talking about with a fight and then maybe not even kill Gwen, but I don't okay. have... Yeah, that's it. Cole? Um, like, so I have to choose between the two, which one I like more? Or, or the, the three. three. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think all Rhino. Technically four, because uh, Osborne was also in it. Norman? Norman. That's true. And the Ryan Howard. Yeah, what's his name? Smythe. There you go. Ryan, Ryan Howard. Ho- BJ oh. Novak. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's not a good actor in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am probably like Dave. I, I, I was most interested in Electro. He gets the most on screen time as well. Um, and I don't know. I think the thing that he, because he has to share screen time with Green Goblin and these other plot points, I don't really feel like he gets enough time to build up his desire. Like, what is it that he's fighting for? Or like, he kind of says it out loud at one point that he basically wants to, you know, cut power off to the whole world. So everybody can be invisible. Like he is, is kind of like yeah. this underlying motivation, but I don't know. I'd like to see him have like a bigger stake. Like, you know, he says he wants to be a God and you're like, those are moments where yes. you get a glimpse of that. There's pieces build off it. Yeah. I think just let him have more of that and have more of that to play from. So I, I liked him uh, going into the, he new- seems incredibly powerful. Yeah. Right. Like too powerful for Spider-Man. Absolutely. When he breaks too. out, when he says, I need you, Max. And then you could see that he was just, has no contact with like human relationships. So yeah. just saying, and that scene was, I love that scene. It was good. When, especially uh, Dane DeHaan Dane really saying, I need you. And then yeah. he just like zaps all of them. But Kinda even like just his Anakin. first moment of Times Square. And he, he like literally does a huge EMP pulse that every single television screen in Times Square <laughs> Goes falls out. off falls off of their buildings and yeah. crashes on the ground. And I'm thinking, Spider-Man can't beat that. Right. But I guess he can. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I love about Spider-Man, though. It's He always faces villains who seem so much stronger than him. But he's also one of the strongest Marvel superheroes. He's very powerful. Yes. Um, so you watch your tongue. I'm the lawyer, okay? Okay. Um, so going into this category, I thought it would have been the same answer, Electro. But after the rewatch, I actually thought you can take him out of the movie and have a really good movie with the Green Goblin. 
Now, my biggest complaint is that why why use the Goblin right away when you're trying to move away from the old franchise? Um, you already gave us a rehash of the story in the beginning with Uncle Ben and everything, um, which, I, again, I like origin stories, so I didn't hate it. Um, but why put Goblin in there again? However, I think it could have been a really strong movie if you focused on the things that worked. So what, what worked? The relationship with Gwen and Peter and how he's struggling to be Spider-Man um, with the fact that Captain Stacy's like, stay away from my daughter, but he loves her. And then also I thought it was cool, like Dave alluded to in the beginning, that there was this great study going on around Oscorp about, you know, studying animal DNA and how and to use it. Yeah, degenerative diseases. diseases and yeah. what to do to cure it and how Peter was actually linked or the Parkers were linked to that because his father used his own blood. Um, so I thought it was a cool storyline that they're like watching Peter from afar in that van or were they watching Harry? Harry. Okay. They're watching well, Harry. Well, they're watching Harry. They're watching his movements. It's kind of like they want Harry to die because they don't want him to take over Oscorp. And I liked how Harry needs Spider-Man. That whole story, I think you could have built up their friendship again yeah. um, and just had it on him. Don't have the Goblin die until like midway through uh, Chris Cooper, who plays Norman Osborn. Don't have him die until like halfway through the movie or to the end. Um, and have it be about Harry trying to save his dad, essentially, and then realizing that the disease has also affected him. And then he can become Goblin just at the end. So the whole movie is really about Peter finding out who he is, finding out these clues that his dad's left for him, and then it happens that way. Mm. So we're back in Efficient Fix. Hmm. Well, that's the villain. Uh, yes. You want to host? <laughs> well, you're just describing a whole new movie. You are. And that's why it's God, not we a... need to get Bryce here. And that's All why right. yeah. Bryce would be 50. saying the same thing, only louder. Yeah, well, he can't hear us, <laughs> can he? Um, so, subpart B category to the same category. Um, which Spider-Man bad guy would you want to see that Ooh. we haven't already seen in a movie? Um, I liked that the Far From Home, this is not a spoiler, brought in Mysterio. Because he's spoiler. such a cool villain. <laughs> and it's, I feel like that was a, an, obs an obscure choice, something yeah. that we wouldn't see. And, and Jake Gyllenhaal, who I love, uh, got to play him. So that was cool. So uh, Cole, who would you choose? Um, well, correct me if I'm wrong. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I want to see... Sergey Kravinov. Wrong. Craven no, the Hunter. No, you're right. That's who I want to. And it's rumored that he's the next villain. But Because um, I think it'd be a cool, different take on Spider-Man, where Spider-Man a lot of times is fighting villains that have a big plot point of like, I want to take over the city or over the world or do some great dramatic thing. It'd be cool to put him on the defense where it's literally somebody that's trying to hunt the spider, to kill the spider. and Just be, to do it. Yeah. Just to do it. On the mantle, baby. I just yeah. read on the game. Mantle. The, the best game um, there is, man. Novelization of Craven's Last Hunt, which is essentially to conquer the spider and become Spider-Man, and he buries Spider-Man alive. It's really dark. My only issue with what, with it would be I don't think Tom Holland is the right Spider-Man for this story right now. It's an older Spider-Man. Oh, you are wrong. You are dead wrong. <laughs> well, I'm right because in the in the storyline in the comics, he's older. He's been Spider-Man for a while. He's struggled through losing all the like, friends. Um, he's had struggles with Mary Jane and their relationship. So he's really at the point of maybe I should give up Spider-Man, and that's what leads to him being quote-unquote killed by Craven. I don't think you get Tom Holland in his whimsical little boy suit to take on this guy. I do. I think he would have been a perfect villain for the fourth Tobey Maguire movie. And he wasn't. It was Vulture. It would have been Vulture. You're right. Yeah. Um, or even get Garfield. So I don't think Holland has right now 
save him for when when they make Holland's character older. I don't think they're going to save it. I think he's going to be. I think it's going to be Craven, and that's why I didn't pick it. And I don't want to spoil it because Cole hasn't seen it yet, so I'm not going to spoil, spoil the it. But it makes sense if you know what happens in Far From a Home. And wow, spoilers! Ends. I didn't say it. I didn't. You said the name. You said it makes sense. That's a spoil. I just didn't do it though. And then I, <laughs> Chameleon is rumored to be in the new one, so I tried to pick characters. Spider-Man's got so many great villains, and I thought I wish they could bring Daredevils kingpin in with um vincent d'orfio vincent d'orfio creating kingpin is terrifying and he's just a human <sighs> and so seeing how that like crime underbelly but again it's a very realistic world mixed with disney's version um and after mario just talking about the green goblin i don't want to see another green goblin for a while but i think disney's building up their next big bad behind the the, the shadows to be norman osborne and oscorp i'm a huge hobgoblin fan and they're so similar. It's just the big intrigue of Hobgoblin in the comics was it was years after Green Goblin had been out. Comic readers wanted him back, but they so they wanted a goblin presence. They created a, a basically the same character, but the mystery was you didn't know who this guy was. Who was it that was the Hobgoblin? And it was a buildup of a story. And I like that, but... I don't think it would transition well into the to the comics. So I like I, I agree with you, Cole. I would pick Craven, and I just think it'd be a a cool, more down to earth. And it's just it's not the world dying. It's just one small plot. Kill the spider. Right. I can't believe you see that working with Tom Holland. Tom Holland's an incredible actor. I didn't say he wasn't. I'm saying with how young Spider Man is, still in high school, I don't think it would make sense that this guy wants to kill off this little kid who really hasn't made any impact in New York. They still want, and we're going to get into this next segment, they want to do a Sinister Six movie still okay. at Sony. And Craven is a founding member of the original ah, Sinister Six. Okay. And I think well, it's going to be a natural segue. I like right. that. Well, or maybe you just invent a new e- evil villain. Yeah. Like, like a rolled up newspaper. Like, that's what I use to kill spiders. Wow. A newspaper roller man. Yeah. It's With a giant great, foot. Let me tell you something, Cole. With great power comes great responsibility. Did you coin that phrase? Yeah. Uncle oh. Ben did. Troy? Oh, Uncle Trademark. Ben's rice. We have an Uncle Ben. The rice guy. Nope. The Peter Parker's You're uncle. You talking about Zatarain's? Yeah. <laughs> Who is your favorite and why? Spider-Man of the three that we've had so far. Tobey Maguire... Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland? Dave? I like uh, Nick from New Girl. Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson. Playing the animated one? That's not your favorite. No. Uh, it's the closest to Spider-Man that I am, so that's why I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think Tom Holland is, and I think it's, I like Cliche. the- I know. He's very nerdy. I don't like, I like what Garfield did with the character, but he's just not the comic version of it, so I think he's my least favorite. Thought his quips were pretty good. Um, Tobey Maguire has a special place in my heart, and I think he was really good at He being, was my first. He was, <laughs> he was. He was so soft and tender and gentle, and I think he did a good okay, job. Okay, you took what I made yeah. just vague and made it very yeah, uncomfortable. Very was he not soft, tender, and gentle? We don't know. We didn't have relations Did you with watch him? the movie, like the first three? Get um, your I think he was a good Peter Parker because he, he was not the most attractive, but I think Holland's a perfect blend. All right. Cole. Holland is the Ow. best depicting a high school aged Spider Man, which yeah. these all three have tried to do. He's the only one that looks like he could be in high school. Correct. Garfield looks at. thirty. 
I think I think McGuire looks the oldest out of all of them. Garfield has a nice five o'clock shadow going, and he's got a good manly physique. They both do. They yeah. do not. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you get to see his underpants in the first scene, what? I'm gonna go with <laughs> McGuire as my favorite Spider-Man. Okay. It has my least favorite Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Three. Yes. But I think since he was my first, it was all I knew at the time, and I really like some of those movies. Yeah. Your first has a huge impact on you. I wouldn't have any qualms with detracting from my first interpretation of the character if that actor did a better job but i'm gonna agree with cole and i think toby mcguire is the best peter parker to a t he is so nerdy so awkward if you go and rewatch those movies he does such a good job at playing a guy who was getting bullied like tom holland does a good job at being awkward but he's still a very handsome guy he's a well-dressed kid he still seems like he's a fit agile guy like Peter Parker or Tobey Maguire looked like a like a nerd, like yeah. he would get built bullied. I think Holland's a good blend of the to, both Tobey Maguire and um, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I see. I don't want the blend though. I just want as someone who does read it, and you do too. Um, Peter Parker, and especially the original ones, is just like Tobey Maguire was. Yeah, before pretty close. He's been. Now, Spider Man wise, I don't think Tobey's good. He's not quippy. He doesn't make any comments. I think Garfield did that well. I think Holland does it the best. I think the best was in Civil War. Yep. I think that's the best they've nailed it. I so. think that Tobey Maguire didn't really do it at all because that universe they set up, Andrew Garfield bordered on bully in this movie. I mean, like, he bullied a lot of the villains, which I don't have a problem with. I don't They're care bad about guys. That. No, but he does things like people are dying at that Times Square scene. Like, like Cole said, Billboards are crushing debris everywhere, and he go. He has time to go put on that fireman hat, and he's like, "All right, boys, let's do this." Like it was like a cartoon version. There's a there's a version where Drake Bell voices Spider Man on the animated show, and there were like the knock knock on the window as cars where people are in it are just instant death, <laughs> and he's just like, "Make sure I'm not late for dinner, waka waka," and it's just <laughs> I hated that. Nobody told me to leave so simple, but I found a way. Drake Bell? Oh, uh, I Drake. thought you were doing more uh, Philip Phillips. No, yeah. Drake and Josh. So. Um, all right, so let's do this. Um, if you had to recast Spider-Man right now, you have to recast. Who are you guys casting? I don't. I don't There's have no any. need. Really? It's I'm just, very happy with Tom Holland. I didn't say that this was a part of the outline. I know, uh, and it outline. pissed me off when I saw it. If they you just, had to, I just cannot, for funsies. If they do another recast, I will not go see a movie of it. Okay, I'm well, so for the sake of, of the conversation, the I, I would have chosen... Baby from that driving movie. I, I Ansel Igor. I think he's kind Baby of, Driver. I would have chosen Dylan O'Brien. I think he's, he's pretty good. He's he, a clone of Andrew Garfield, but light. He's Andrew Garfield light. I literally well, wrote his name down and was like, next. Well, okay. Um... Just fun tidbits about casting. We're not at tidbits, but uh, do you guys know that Tom McGuire almost turned down Amazing Spider-Man 2, or a Spider-Man 2, because the first one was so physical on his body, and he had gotten hurt filming Seabiscuit that he wasn't sure he was going to come back for it, that they were going to recast Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. which I think is where they got the idea for Entourage. Aquaman. Yeah, they did. Vinny Chase plays Aquaman, and then Jake Gyllenhaal plays him for the sequel. But for Toby, they also did beep, beep. Beep. Backed up a big old truckload of money. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, they also considered DiCaprio. Wouldn't have liked that. Nope. He's too good. And uh, Tom Cruise in the 80s. Mm. Our boy. When James Cameron tried to do the Spider-Man Pain, movie. Patron Saint. No, he wanted the guy who played uh, the little kid in T2. Mm. Um, Tim Allen. So the next category, to be in the MCU or not to be. 
Well, where do you guys think, real quick, uh, where do you think the Spidey franchise is going? So in the latest trailer for um, Morpheus, which is like a, uh, I guess you can call him anti-hero? Morbius. Morbius, I'm sorry. Morpheus, Morpheus Power Ranger. And he's in Matrix. Yeah. Um, he's like a vampire guy. He's being played by, brrr, what's the his Joker. name? What's the actor's name? He's the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. Pluto? No. Goofy? Wow. What is his Jared name? Leto. Jared Leto. Okay. Um, at the Jay, end- Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno. <laughs> you guys hear this one about the uh, about the, the vampires? Uh, you got the new Spider-Man? <laughs> um, so at the end of that trailer, first of all, you can allude, alludes to Spider-Man by posters throughout this trailer. Don't see. spoil for and Cole. I won't. At the end of the trailer, you see um, Michael Keaton's vulture is in jail. And that is essentially saying, hey, MCU, Sony is coming to get, they're coming together here. Yeah. So uh, where do you think, without spoiling Far From Home, uh, where do you think this is going to lead? Yeah, I already kind of played to it at that last segment. I think they're going to a Sinister Six, and I think they're going, you know, I think Venom 2, they're going to really put some Tom Holland in Venom 2. Um, Which it needs, because Venom 1 sucked. See, I, li- I liked Venom. I know Oof. it was not good. Oh yeah, it's not good. I, it's I, not I enjoy, good. I'm a huge Venom fan. That's okay. why. Yeah, but that movie was not it's good. It's not good. Um, it's fish. Yeah, that was. Bad. I'm gonna eat your head. Get in the water. Cool off. Then you'll just be like a turd in the wind. Um, I think they're gonna might that they might do a live Spider Verse. And how cool? I just. I think that's a rumor. Did you hear about that, Cole? What they have? There's a rumors going out there that Disney is gonna try to do a Spider Verse, and then third Venom. I heard. Where you get all three on-screen Spider-Mans together, I don't think there's any way ever that that's happening. Probably not. That would be yeah, cool. I know it's just weird. I don't even know if I'd like that. Toby I, gets the lead. I also there. wrote down Norman Osborn's the big going to be one of the big bads. I think has he been in the MCU? Have they referenced him? No, but they somebody bought Avengers Tower, and so it could be the Fantastic Four with the Baxter Building. It could be Norman Osborn and making it Oscorp because in, in Avengers. They were they were planning to make the tower be the well, other way around maybe in Spider Man one yeah, of the towers gonna have, was going to say Oscorp yeah or uh, Avengers Tower the in Avengers the Sony Tower verse. in the Stony yeah, Verse which would have just confused the hell out of people yeah. but that's how it is in the video game you have both um, Cole any predictions nothing beyond what y'all have said I'm okay. not I'm not close enough to the source to have predictions it'll keep going that's what I predict yeah money baby. Yeah, I think people will uh, keep buying it. I am excited to get Holland away from the high school stuff. I think it's been rumored that they want to have three high school versions of him, and then and then get out of high school. Yeah, I like Spider Man as a man. I like a man, big strong man, big strong man. Uh, so now we get into our favorited section, not by me, Tiddly Bits. Tidbits is presented by Oscorp today's Norman. Edition. Norman, I we- started this company. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little section for fun internet research. I'll, I'll uh, kick it off for us. The entire film was shot in New York State. It was actually the biggest production to ever shoot in the state of New York, which makes sense because it, Spider-Man is New York. Um, it's shot in various parts of New York City, Long Island, uh, Brooklyn. Well, that is New York City. And Rochester, New York. A lot of it was in Rochester, actually. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, his brother is an attorney in Rochester, and he used to send us... Uh, photos of the shoot so that was pretty that was pretty cool um uh second tidbit in the scene where peter meets gwen um it's actually andrew garfield's favorite scene he meets her in uh it's kind of like a little park near a fountain um 
I di- it was supposed to be a year since he had seen her last, which I don't think they conveyed that much time had passed. No, I thought it was minutes. Uh, well, I thought it was a couple weeks because he follows her around. It had been a year, supposedly, and Garfield crosses the street to get to her, and he had the idea of, like, in a cartoon when a skunk, uh, but Pepe Le Pew would smell, like, the perfume and, like, be entranced and, and like, be oblivious to what was going around him. He's like, let me just walk across the street with traffic going, oblivious to the traffic. So in the movie, he does, and at the very end, a taxi clips him in the arm and the mirror comes off because Spider-Man doesn't phase him. Well, I guess that taxi ran over his heel. The tire nicks his heel, and it that shot, that version of it made the movie. And he said it was really scary because his foot almost got run over. And you can see, and I didn't go back and check it, but you could see his face. He reacts to it right before he steps onto the pavement. Oh, God, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... What a tiddly bit. It was what so What a tattle tiddly. battle. I could feel um, it in my bits. And so my last one, as I alluded to earlier, a lot of rigs were built to move around the actors in various positions so that they could do the stunts practically. It's like my bedroom. One of my... Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Garfield... Oh, my gosh. Garfield, so Andrew Garfield's a huge Spider-Man fan, and he said... You know, I have the chance to be Spider-Man. I want to take advantage of that. So unless uh, his insurance wouldn't cover him to do certain stunts, he was doing the stunts. So one thing I love about this movie and the Maguire movie that Holland fails to do is that they there's a lot of the movie. Like the only CGI you see Spider-Man is when he's swinging around. It's a guy in a suit. There are scenes in the MCU when Spider-Man is CGI when he's not even standing around when he's okay. just standing around don't let it get to your to your into your nads okay because a lot of this movie is a cgi spider-man what did i just say though when he's standing around and he's yeah, in a guy in a costume just tom holland does a lot of does some of the practical stuff oh i can imagine but so. disney won't let him because of the things that have happened and no. these movies are too big budget now to do that i understand that i'm just saying i like that they have a guy in a suit when he can be a guy in a and suit. and i think that's what they also do with holland um, so i wouldn't just you know we got Holland's agent over here. Just, I'm fighting for the man. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You've done well for him. I know, and I'm not going to let you belittle you my boy. You can't do this to me. I started this company. Cole, so you need tidbits? Um, I shared one of mine, just that our boy uh, Mark Webb directed the movie, directed um, 500 Days of Summer. Um, so go see more of his movies, I guess. And then I was interested because I, I haven't seen a lot of Andrew Garfield's movies before. Yeah. So I was looking at his filmography. Um, and so he did a movie that I watched on a plane. And so like tiny little screen, horrible, like version of watching movies, watching on a plane, but it still absolutely gripped me. And you should go see Hacksaw Ridge if you haven't yet. Oh, nominated for the Oscar. It's devastating. So that's the one where he really plays good. the medical yeah, he's a right, um, World War. conscientious uh, objector. Objector, what, yeah. Basically, he is this guy who's – so brief story, background of that movie. It's a real story. It's basically a person who uh, does not carry a firearm into war. He refuses to do it. And so he's a, like, field medic with no weapon, and he's, like, saving people throughout the movie. Uh, and it's really, really good. Uh, but he's also in one of Mario's favorite movies of all time, The Social Network. He plays Enrique. That was like his first big break. And he Enrique got snubbed. Seven. He should have won the Oscar for best um, supporting, actor. supporting actor. He didn't even get nominated. He was phenomenal in it. That movie should have also won the Oscar. Stupid King's so Speech. So my tidbit comes with a request, which is give me more. Give me more Garfield. So he actually made it a point um, to only take on projects after Spider-Man where he his acting chops could be flexed, so to speak, because he didn't want people to remember him as just a has-been superhero. And there's more to it. And it gets to my tiddly bit. Go ahead. So after The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was out 
and Spider-Man 3 and 4 were planned. Now, Mark Webb was signed up, said he would only direct the third one, but wouldn't, and would only oversee the fourth. And it was like the writing was on the wall. On the way to an, um, like a comic con in Brazil, they brought in Garfield, and as he's flying there, he was supposed to announce this the date for the the new Spider-Man three, Amazing Spider-Man three. I'm so engaged right as now. he's flying yeah. over over the Oceana, and he lands there. He gets kind of ill, doesn't feel up to it. So at the time, the new president of Sony, I forgot the guy's name, um, and you could find it on your yeah. computers, says. You need to be at this event this time. Toby, Toby McGuire, Andrew Garfield says, I'm, I'm sick. I'd love to be there, but I can't. He feels so spurned by what Andrew Garfield did. He said, you be there, you're fired. And so before they actually canceled the Sony Spider-Man movies, they fired Andrew Garfield. And a lot of people forget that nah. because it's a, it's a fact. Yeah, they would have got him back. No, he fired him. And then the Sony, they originally were going to cast somebody else, and it was rumored to be Tom Holland. Because they were already starting to talk with Disney about a paired universe because of the lukewarm reviews. Then the Sony hacks were released, and they got all the information and emails out. And then soon after, Disney acquired the right to use Spider-Man. And there's an interview where Andrew Garfield says he had never seen what corporate, you know, the man, corporate America, looked like really until he started doing the Spider-Man movies. Huh. Yeah. Oof. And that interview's out there. You could watch. I watched it. It yeah. was kind of crazy. You should watch it. You, you should, should learn something for you, once, Mario. Why don't you read a video that's being shown to you? Why don't you read a freaking book? McLovin's the most common name in the world. I have a couple other tiddly bits. Um, Tell them up. Tattle them out. The Times Square scene. I don't took want to see my Literally bits. one year to make to do the digital rendering for the Times Square stuff. Well, you are you are remembering it wrong. They built a lot, a huge set in the Long Island studio. Yeah, I didn't say they didn't, they didn't do that. I said the digital portion of it oh. took about a year. Maybe you should listen when people <laughs> talk, Mario. Yeah, did you fast forward what I was saying? You ass. Also. Oh. Um, Mark Webb had a verbal agreement to direct Days of Future Past with Fox on the agreement that he would show the, like a teaser clip of a scene for X-Men, and they did that. It was a post credit scene where, um, what's her name, with the Mystique, breaks into the Vietnam camp and recruits Toad and breaks out Havoc. Um, oh, it's not linked to the movie at all. No, but viewers were like, oh my God, does this mean that Spider-Man exists in the X-Men? It caused just like a lot of confusion. I don't remember seeing that in theaters. Mm, it did. You could. I saw it on the web. Huh. It's uh, not in the Blu-ray. And then the last thing I'll just share is the leaked script, proposed idea script for Spider-Man 3. So Before you get into that, let me ask you this. Isn't Fox a separate studio from Sony? Yeah, they had an agreement. I don't know why. That is strange. Yeah. But um, tell me about Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Gwen Stacy... And what's the dad's name? That actor, Stan Basie. They were gonna bring them, Stan Basie, and <laughs> no. the father. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's his dad, Stan Basie. <laughs> Why would his dad have a different last name? Because he's older. Mm-hmm. I think it's Dennis Leary. No, like our dad's name is Dave Deco. <laughs> nice. All right, so Dennis Flawless. Leary, Sheriff Stacy. He talks about Captain how Stacey. they were gonna bring back him by rebirth or like re re. I don't know. Some he, sort he was of gonna walk out of the rubble. I've been alive the whole time. No, oh, I think in the comics, the Doctor Jackal or the Jackal story, the mm-hmm. Jackal is secretly cloning Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy. And so in the comics, because viewers were so upset about the death of Gwen Stacy, the, the new writers when they took over for Stan Lee, they brought Gwen oh, Stacy back, okay. and you thought she was back, and it was later found out that Jackal, who was a professor at one of the universities, cloned Gwen Stacy. 
And so Gwen Stacy was alive in the Spider-Man universe again. Would they be peculiar? Like, wow, you're still an 18-year-old girl. Well, Peter's 36. It wasn't much long after. Oh, but okay. apparently this third Spider-Man movie was going to get into something like that. They didn't say the Jackal would be the villain, but I think that that's how they would come Spider-Man back. Spider-Man 3, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. And Anakin would, and then would zap the light. You know, the lightning scene with uh, Jamie Foxx, he looked like the Emperor when he was like, die, die, with the lightning. <laughs> No, so, just no. some like there's an interesting stuff out there about Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man three. I'm glad it didn't happen, but kind of weird. It made a lot of money. The movie, it was just a you know well, you critically said it was like the most marketed movie ever. So they got people to go see it. So part of me thinks when the movie know studio knows the movie's gonna be bad, they overmarket it like crazy. They showed like eighty percent of this movie in trailers. That's why I don't watch trailers, so you don't <laughs> spoil movies for yourself. That's true. That is true. The All budget right. was like two fifty plus the advertising, and they said if it didn't make a million a billion dollars, it would have been a, a it, financial failure, and it it didn't. It yeah. made like seven something, seven forty eight or something like that. I think that's less than the first Amazing Spider Man. Oh, mm. so guys, it brings us to our conclusion for the day: Does this movie belong in the junk drawer? Yes. 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 Resounding. So Can we say why? I'll say why. Go ahead. The answer is why is yes. That's um, it's yes because, like we said at the beginning, if 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 we have this many nitpicks about why the movie is so, first of all, if it's it packs, if the Metacritic score is a fifty-five or <laughs> 53. fifty-three, yeah, it belongs in the junk drawer probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of people that would argue otherwise for a perfectly average movie or three points above average movie, fifty-five, whatever it was. I mean, it killed the franchise. It literally, it literally stopped the franchise. Yes. A franchise so, killer goes in the junk drawer. It does. And you, you got to, you know, Sony shot themselves in the foot because there's no way Mark's, Mark Webb's script had this many bad guys in it, you think? It might have. I just don't think it could have been written as, I mean, there's a lot of fingers in that pot. Sam Raimi's movie was ruined by the studio. They've made him put Venom in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yes, this was a junk drawer movie faux show. It joins Deadpool and the Fantastic Four and... Deadpool? That ain't Deadpool. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Daredevil. Daredevil. Damn it, I blew the joke. Um, so, guys, if you have an idea for a movie, you can email your suggestions into our email account. We don't know how busy the email is going to be. We get so many. Um, but we will do our best to read them. Our staff will. You can email us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. Uh, we used to have a Twitter. I'm not sure if we're still tweeting. I think we are going to still tweet. Do you know what the Twitter handle is? Yeah, it's junk underscore pod. Yeah, at, make sure you type in junk underscore pod. Very okay. accurately, because I tried to tweet some things to just junk. <laughs> so different. You got a lot of weird pictures <laughs> sent back to you. A ton of weird pics. <laughs> yeah. They won't stop sending them. Oh, boy. Well, we thank you to our sponsor, Oscorp, for funding today. Exactly. And Dave, welcome aboard the train. The itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. I hate that song. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time.